into business talks with the rebel entrepreneur. Let's cut the BS for a sec. No matter how successful you think you are, there is always more to learn about being in business. This podcast is about pushing through adversity, challenging the status quo, and learning what you don't know from kick-ass entrepreneurs who've been there, done that. Let's do this. Here's your host, the rebel entrepreneur, Diana Noble. Welcome to the very first episode of Business Talks with the Rebel Entrepreneur. I'm Diana Noble, aka the Rebel Entrepreneur, and I am a self-professed serial entrepreneur who's living in Fort McMurray, Alberta. Now, for those of you who are tuning in not from Canada, that is in the great white north province of Alberta. It is cold up here right now. It gets to about minus 40, minus 50 in the winter sometimes. And yeah, that is definitely not the reason why I live here, but I am so glad that I moved here roughly 15 years ago now. I can't believe how quickly time has passed by. So my story is a little bit interesting in that I became this serial entrepreneur without any intentions of ever doing so. When people ask you what you want to be when you grow up, nobody says, I want to be an entrepreneur, but here I am having owned five businesses in the last 12 years, four of which I still own and operate today. And it changed my life going down this path. I was that kid at the end of the driveway at eight years old who used to put on magic shows in order to make a quick buck or two. I remember around that same time, I concocted this formula of things that I found under my parents' kitchen sink, the main ingredient being turtle wax. And I created this formula to clean shoes. And at eight or nine years old, I would go door to door. Now, this is when it was seemingly safer to do so. I wouldn't recommend that to any children in this day and age. And I went door to door in Hawaii, which is where we were living at the time, and trying to make some money by cleaning people's shoes. So I guess you could say that I always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit right from the get-go. And this ultimately led to me becoming my own boss when I was 24 years old. I was working at a law firm at the time and I was doing this thing called process serving. So if you've ever watched TV or movies where somebody says, You've been served and they hand them documents and then they chase them down the road because, you know, they don't want to be served. Well, that's what I do in a nutshell, except that demonstration is a little bit of a cliche. That's really not how it goes in the real world. So I was working at a law firm at the time and we were doing this process serving on the side. And one day they decided to pull the plug on that. Now, here I was thinking, oh, my gosh, how how am I going to make ends meet? I'm making an extra $600 or so a month doing this process serving on evenings and weekends. So with that thought in mind, I immediately went to my office manager and said, what if somebody wanted to run that business, but outside of the law firm? And she said, Diana, if somebody wanted to incorporate their own company, they could, but aren't you busy enough already? Didn't take me long to realize the answer to that question was, no, I'm not busy enough already. And within two days, I had my business license. Within four days, I was incorporated. And that was the start of my very first business, Noble Services, Inc., back in 2011. 
Wow, 2011. That's crazy. It's really crazy to think back about where my life has gone since that point in time. But let me backtrack a little bit further and talk about why I like to refer to myself as the rebel entrepreneur. You see, I've never walked a straight line ever. I've always marched to the beat of my own drum. And if you ask my parents, they will highly agree with that statement because it caused a lot of conflict while I was growing up. My dad was in the military for 34 years of my life. And needless to say, we butted heads a time or two while I was growing up, which actually led me to getting my own apartment at 15 years old. I did not want to listen to anyone, especially those in an authority role. My dad, to this day, him and I butt heads every once in a while because I just like to do things the way that I want to do things. And, you know, I've been very independent my whole entire life. I'm an only child. And my parents, they set me up for success in terms of that independence very early on. I was that kid who was doing their own laundry at six years old and making their own lunches and breakfasts and what have you. And part of me is a little resentful (laughs) towards that. And the other part of me says, thanks, mom and dad, because had you not set me up with those skills at such an early age, who knows where I would be today? The rebel in me has always wanted to do things my own way. And there's been times in my life where that has worked in my favor. And there have been times where I probably should have listened to somebody a little bit smarter than myself. As I'm a little older now, I tend to consider other people's opinions and viewpoints a little more than I did when I was in my teens and my early 20s. You know, because when you're a teenager, You know everything, right? (laughs) That was definitely how I thought back then. And now I'm a little bit wiser and older and know that that was all bullshit. I definitely didn't know what I didn't know. And there was a whole bunch that I did not know back then. When I first entitled this podcast, Business Talks with the Rebel Entrepreneur, I had a few people reach out to me to ask, well, what does it mean to be a rebel entrepreneur? And I wanted to take this very first episode to explain the rationale there. Yes, I've mentioned that I'm a little bit of a rebel at heart, and that has nothing to do with entrepreneurship necessarily, but rather who I am as a person, always doing what I want to do and not really letting anybody else talk me in or out of anything. And that, like I said, goes back to me being a kid uh, when I was very defiant and just wanted to do my own thing. However, in relating it to entrepreneurship, when I think about being a rebel entrepreneur, I think about not letting anyone talk you out of things that you want to do being able to create your own path and squashing all the naysayers who told you that you couldn't. When I first got into business, I had a lot of people tell me, how are you going to be a business owner? You have no experience, no credentials, no qualifications. 
this is stupid. I use that as my motivation to prove everyone wrong, that they were right. I didn't have the qualifications. I didn't have the skill set. I didn't have the experience. But what I did have was the drive. I had the momentum. I had the determination and the willpower to show them that you don't need all of those things in order to be successful. When the opportunity for the second business landed on my doorstep to purchase a newspaper, here I was, a journalism college dropout from many years before with an opportunity to make my dreams come true. But here was the kicker. I didn't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to pay for this business. I could have just said no. I could have said there's no way that I can make this happen because I don't have X, Y, and Z. But instead, I found a way to make it happen. And that business actually ended up being vendor financed. So I didn't have to go to a bank. I didn't have to pay a lot of money out of my pocket right up front. I was able to finance it through the original owner for many years thereafter. It was that creative financing, that will to make things happen that ultimately led to the success. Funny story, when I bought the newspaper, I had my original company, the process serving company, and I was also a licensed realtor at the time. And my husband took a look at me and said, okay, Diana, this is it. There's, you know, you can't take on any more than this. And I looked at him and I said, honey, what more could I possibly do? Now, fast forward about a year and a bit later, I then opened my own real estate brokerage. So I proved once again that I could do whatever it was that I put my own mind to. I am a walking example of the fact that if you want something bad enough and you're willing to do whatever it takes to go and get it, then you can make it happen. You don't have to have that experience. You don't have to have all the money in the world. You don't have to have X, Y, and Z. All you need is that determination to make it happen and be willing to do whatever it takes. Now, there are things that I'm not willing to do in order to succeed. I am not willing to trample on other people. I'm not willing to backstab people. I'm not willing to put others down so that I can get ahead. So I just wanted to clarify that. What I am willing to do, I'm willing to work my ass off to make it happen. I am willing to put all of those fears and those doubts aside and trade them in for the excitement and exhilaration of taking on a new project. I am willing to sacrifice long hours, a little bit of sleep. I don't really sacrifice much sleep these days, but definitely in the beginning of all of my businesses, when I didn't have a five-year-old at home, I was willing to sacrifice a little bit of my sleep. I was willing to sacrifice so many things to make my dreams come true. And that is still true to this day. Although my priorities 12 years into the game have changed slightly over the years. In the beginning, I wasn't really setting myself up for a sustainable existence. When you are launching something new, you really do need to hustle. And back in the day, I was a hustler, let me tell you. I was working 
all the time. It seemed like I was always on call for my businesses. And now these days as a business coach, I know that you can only sustain that for so long before you're going to eventually burn out. So nowadays I try to help people to really figure out how they can have a sustainable, successful business, one that isn't going to lead to burnout, one that allows them to honor all of the other things that are important in their lives. Because let's face it, being successful in business, the monetary side of it is only one part of what success means. These days, I like to help entrepreneurs figure out how to have a successful, sustainable business. In the beginning, like I said, sometimes you really need to put all your focus and all of your effort into getting your idea off the ground, but that's not sustainable in the long term. If you're not sleeping, if you're not eating, if you're not prioritizing yourself, if you are sacrificing your family for your business and that goes on too long, eventually you're just going to be miserable. So what is the point of that? I much rather focus on having a balanced existence as a business owner these days. And I really enjoy helping people figure out how to do that for themselves. Money is only one piece of the success equation. It's one piece. If you are miserable in all the other aspects of your life because you are trading your happiness for your bank account, well, that's just not long-term sustainability. There's a reason why you have people who have millions and millions of dollars who go and kill themselves because they're not focusing on all the pieces that success requires. And of course, everyone has a different definition of success for them. For me, success means filling my bucket in things that make me happy. It means helping other people thrive and succeed. It means being there to watch my son grow. It means being able to travel the world. It means having a team that I empower and inspire on a daily basis. There are so many facets to success in my life. Money is part of it, but it's not all of it. Anyways, for all of those entrepreneurs who are listening, my intentions for this podcast are threefold. There will be three types of episodes that you can tune into on a bi-weekly basis. One, you'll be hearing stories from me and my experience over the course of being a serial entrepreneur. Things that I've learned throughout that time, stories that I have, and experiences that really shaped who I've become today. Two, you'll also be hearing from other entrepreneurs about their skill set and how they can give you tips and tricks on how to grow and expand your business. And three, you're going to be hearing from entrepreneurs who have really super awesome stories of perseverance and willpower and determination that are going to inspire you to be able to live your best life, to get through the obstacles that you're facing and might just give you that thing that you need to move forward. I hope that you're going to enjoy Business Talks with Rebel Entrepreneur. I want to make this a really cool experience for you and to really give you those tangible things that you can take away to add value into your life and business. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning into Business Talks with the Rebel Entrepreneur with your host, Diana Noble. If you like this episode and want more business tips from the rebel herself, 
give at Noble Choice Coaching a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Have a topic you want covered on a future episode? Reach out and let's do it. Now, go kick some ass.